previously on The Mortal Path. Turns out it's some old Tundraska relic or something. He's looking to have that necklace, but he wants to keep it all on the down low, so he wants to do a swap. Marlow told me where I could find you. She said that you would help for a price. You've done it before. Oh. And he gives you this like really intense look. Okay, then I have to go, but it was so lovely to see you again. Oh my god. And like, very good to see you. Goodbye. Sweet. All right, real click. Swap my jacket back the right way. Mask back on. Grabbing the damn beads. And I'm going to attempt a second jump. You're not going to replace them with a decoy? No. Uh. Okay, make me a roll. Okay. Okay. You didn't get the decoy from Jara. Oh. I was assuming, of course, there was a decoy. The decoy. Yeah. yeah, there was a decoy. <laughs> no, decoy. Oh my god. Yeah, no, you didn't. I'm going to um, use my makeup a spell feature with the necklace. <laughs> okay, yes, which you did um, have. Try and determine the quickest route out of here. Whether this will work or not, I guess we'll find out. in the rocky insides of the cave where your stash is uh you have managed to i know i said and it was weird (laughs) but hey we're just gonna keep going with it but you have managed to kind of in attempt to to meld into stone rather than to simply move stone and earth you managed to kind of have to that have teleport yourself inside the cave to a natural kind of opening fissure inside it and you are now trying to navigate your way out and you're going to make me a roll to call on some divine intervention to guide your way show the path so that you may continue to be mortal <laughs> i wonder what's happening in gary world sorry i'm looking at the sound the sound does not look good <laughs> gary world has interference gary's being a good podcaster and checking <laughs> before he speaks oh that's very interesting <laughs> oh oh good i like to hear that 10 minutes into the recording <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a ghost. Yeah, is Roland Twenty having an issue? Okay. If I if I put my hand on my audio mixer, oh no, it's all very clean and clear. If I take my hand <laughs> off the audio mixer, <laughs> oh no, it goes vibrating. Wow. Oh God. Hmm. You know, I think I'm just gonna have to keep my thumb on this. At least when I'm talking for this podcast. All right. Push the talk. (laughs) It's not uh, divine. It's not... I'm not calling actually on the god. I'm calling from the amulet that... uh, Actually, that might have come from one of my patrons right at the start. I can't... Yes, that amulet actually came from your uh, patrons. Because right at the beginning, before you got your Book of Shadows, you... That's your... That's your focus. This little shard. I reached into a mirror? Yeah, that's it. Way back. Episode one. Anyway... So I'm, I've used this a couple of times, and the way I, I envisioned it was sort of like uh, a shadowy sand, which was showing me events mm. past. 
And so now I'm hoping that it can somehow um, like guide me to the closest bit of air. Like the, clo- the closest <laughs> bit of the non-stone world. Uh, yep, so. cool. Make me your roll, please. And what are you rolling with this? Is it books, guile, nimble? I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this should just be a... I think it's coming from... I think because it's coming from like an in, like a layer of magic that's not necessarily like a gut feeling. Um, you are trying to pull this together from other components of spells that you've used and seen. I think books is a fair argument. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll do books. Book it. Book it. Because books is kind of like what we use for like intelligence and things like that. So a more kind of intellectual type rather... Oh, no. D- doesn't matter what it is. It's, it was a natural three. Oh, sick. Tasty. That's a failure. It is a failure. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna... I'll offer you a devil's bargain. So, the devil's bargain is that the the spell will not... It won't, like, show you a direct path, but it will, like, at least orientate you so that you know which way is north and south and east and west and things. And so you will then be able to kind of work out from just like thinking real good where you think in the rock you are and a direction to go that will get you out so you will get out it won't be as easy as like the path will be like shown to you um but you will be able to orientate yourself however with the help of your um your gods however they are going to ask a favor of you what's Hmm. the alternative the alternative is that you're trapped in the rock until you can come up with something else to try and get out. Tough bargain. And I think yeah. the way that this devil's bargain goes out in like, uh, in, in, well, cause you still have the cranial WhatsApp. So you could always like attempt to call for help. Um, <laughs> but the, the way I think that this happens is like, as you are like focusing on the amulet and you're trying to reach out, it's not really working. And you can feel that you can call on your gods, but it's going to take a hell of a lot to do that. So there's going to be like a, a consequence to that. I don't think that Neri or Taro could really help here. So I think the only option I have is to go with the gods. And so I will I will make okay. that bargain. Ave Satanus. <laughs> so as you kind of like put your hands... But I think you're really underselling the person who can teleport through walls, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you're in... No, 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 no. Nat's made a decision. Nat's made a decision. It's the the choice has been has been made. Um, I think I I mean to be honest, also fairly, you are quite a long walk away to get to the caves. Nat is like out of town right now. Um, so you kind of close your eyes, you put your hands against this this rock, and as you do close your eyes and you kind of sink into this like meditative space where you do meet with your your patrons, there the connection is fuzzy. It's it's difficult. You can't really see them, but you do know that they are there. And the the one that you know is the red one kind of like leans over your shoulder and they're both speaking, but she's a bit louder and she goes, oops, little bit of a pickle you're in. Yes, my reach might have exceeded my grasp. Just a little, but it's good to experiment. We can, of course, help get you out. However, it is going to be a little difficult on us, and we will have to draw from you in order to do it. There is, of course, um, a trade-off to be made in these sorts of situations. Yes, what is it? As these these two deities kind of 
a hover beside you, over you, your vision shifts. And from this kind of dark rock, it turns to a slightly different dark rock. And you are walking as if in a dream through this tunnel that looks like it's like a mining shaft of some kind. And you can see these veins Mm of uh, diamonds and gems that are running alongside it. And as you are walking, you see these, uh, these people who are kind of mining this and one of them like swings the pickaxe up too high hits themselves and like lets out this ragged scream as they disintegrate into this pile of like rats and birds and small dead animals and as you keep walking you can feel these two hands guiding you on your shoulders and you don't think you're necessarily actually in this space you're almost more Uh like a ghost or it's a a vision of some kind and as you you walk you see this other miner who has like turned to the other looking terrified and they kind of like bring their hand up and they like hit themselves and nothing happens they are still as they are and they kind of take a shaky breath and they go okay and this the the god in your ear goes there is potential for a war brewing here we'd like you to go and see what you can do There are so many downtrodden, unhappy, poor, unfortunate people who could use a little help, like you did before. You'll go, won't you? Of course. And we think you know where we are. But if you need it clarified... No, I... I think I know. Fantastic. We await your results. Actually, where exactly? <laughs> it might help, to, you know. There, there's this sort of like laughter. <laughs> Smooth things over rather than like. <laughs> yeah, this is like echoing laughter. Can you send me a Google Maps, mate? Stick a pin on it. Uh, yeah. And as they are still like, they're still leading you through this this mine shaft that you are still walking through these tunnels, and you can see like the scattering of like little bones on the floor and this kind of like remains, and you you have some of your senses that are kind of muffled, but you can smell like this decaying scent. And as you walk forward, you actually start to walk down into the rock, and it's almost like you are glitching through as you go like lower and lower and lower. You come down into this small um circular room nat have you ever been in the catacombs in sindarian i think yes okay i I think i have at least once they're very reminiscent of sindarian catacombs but they're not you don't think they are sindarian catacombs but they're but they're the same style and they have like Mm. the alcoves alcoves in not alcoves alcoves in the wall (laughs) so cloves here alcoves (laughs) in the wall and a single (laughs) hollowed out um hollowed out doorway which as we debated at the first episode would be a corridor um but the entrance to a corridor that would lead yeah yeah a bitless door it's a A bitless bitless door door. that's it there's a bitless door in front of you wow what a callback um that leads deeper into these catacombs but the thing that catches your attention as they give you sort of directions of how to get to this particular diamond mine in sterla is that in the alcoves are bodies that are not like dead or decaying it's almost as if the people there are sleeping except one of them is definitely the person that you just saw disintegrate into a small pile of dead animals Uh, and there is also one other that catches your eye because towards the bottom is a halfling 
and you only catch a very brief glimpse of this mop of like brown curls and hair but you've definitely for a minute you're like jara and then he looks older he looks like a little a little more weathered um but for a minute you see somebody that you think from context and your very good brain might be melvin and then you are back in this um fissure in the in the rock and the wall in front of you starts to like crumble it like turns into sand in front of you as it starts making this passage out and that kitty is why we choose the interesting option Who's Jara? (laughs) (laughs) I've heard the the name. (laughs) Jara is the the one who gave you the quest to replace the necklace with the the forgery cap. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) The bartender. Yes. Yeah. That's them. Got it. Yep. I'm on board. Yep. Cool. Everything's coming together for me, gang. <laughs> you know what? I just pretend not to know things so that viewers who have lost track can catch up. Ah, I see. <laughs> of course. Understand what's yeah. going on. It's very noble of you. You're the, the NPC you occasionally get with TV shows who comes <laughs> in with no idea, so the main characters have to explain things. Yeah. Yep. I'm the protagonist in the first episode of every isekai who doesn't know how the world works, except every like three episodes instead of just at the start. Yep, it's great. It's good. So, Nat, this wall crumbles away in front of you. It takes you maybe, you reckon, between 20 minutes to maybe even an hour. It's hard to keep track of time because there's no sunlight. There's nothing to gauge it by. But you're walking for quite a long time. It's almost reminiscent of the very first time you woke up in the cave. But you can see this thing crumbling. Although as you are, as it is crumbling to sand... It is reminiscent of that sand that was coating that first cavern, this kind of magically infused sand that you have a feeling now from being a smart gal uh, is more the influence of gods doing things than an actual natural phenomenon because this rock is kind of turning into this as the gods are carving out this path. And you do stand, you do come to like the end of the, the wall and you stumble out into the fresh air outside. You're like, 15 foot from where you started but to the left i then look into my bag and see the alice wheel (laughs) oh (laughs) i mean it wouldn't have again i would have needed to know the direction and things so i would have had to make the bargain okay you you know yeah sometimes you forget what's in your pocket that's that's you forget very major elements (laughs) of stuff you're meant to be doing and you know no one can blame you, Gary, for that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Who am amongst us? It happens to all role players. What a big deal. <laughs> Sigh. Ah, cool. I grab a couple swords. Great. <laughs> um, and maybe a couple of spices as well mm-hmm. and a book. Is there a particular book that you're wanting to grab? A particular type of book? Historical? Fiction? Adult? Probably something um, factual. Okay. All right. Hold on. I wrote a whole supplement of books. Let me get it up. Oh, anything on um, maybe like stone or earth? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let's have a look. You start to flick through these books. Uh, you, you do find, you're looking for, for stone and you do find one uh, that says 100 ways to carve bone, which is not quite what you're looking for. But there is apparently a difference because there's a whole book about ways to carve bone, which isn't the same as stone, no matter how old it may be. Uh, You also Uh find, looking for something about stone, you find 
Foundations to Parapets, The History of Hopewell by Neza Kelton. Yes. Take that one. Yes, I will take that. Uh, you do also find Magic or Machine, How to Date Furniture by <laughs> Blue Late Orisard the Sixth. I'd love to date a good chair right now. <laughs> I will take The History of Hopewell. All right. And a couple of swords. Mm-hmm. Great. And you head back to the Laughing Cat, I presume? Just want to make sure... Uh, no, I'm going to head back to the 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 fence dude Hafez Hafez okay cool I'll, I'll head back to the garden go- garden book shop the garden goods go- fucking I will head back to Hafez's garden goods there might be some crossover because I was my my plan involves going well mm-hmm. I I don't know yet because Tara does not have the impetus to have a plan there's no need to have a plan okay everything's going according to plan at this point okay, in time so- in the chronology. <laughs> Okay, well, this has taken a while for Nat, so we're going to skip yes. back in time a little bit to... Taro has nabbed the necklace. You are leaving the upper circle. I assume you're heading back to the Laughing Cat? I am, yes. With my loot. With your Everything's loot. going great. Everything's going to plan. It's all going to be great when I get back. Fantastic. Whoever that person is who's been serving me drinks the whole time is going to be so <laughs> pleased with me. They're going to be over the moon. You walk in the door, Findex... Findex is co-worker. Yeah, that's it. Findex is co-worker. Uh, Findex uh, himself is in the kitchen. You can hear the the humming that he that he makes when he's when he's cooking. And Jara, who is the co-worker, uh, is by the bar, and they are kind of wiping down the bar, polishing the the glasses and stuff, and just kind of, you know, setting things up as they wheel around. And they they glance over to you and they give you a look, which you get from some people, which is kind of like tired resignation. When, when they see you, which is like, well, here's this one. Um, but they, but it's, you know, they give you a polite little smile. Raise a hand. Hello. You're looking awful fancy. Yeah, I got the thing. What thing? What are we talking about here? You know, the thing, the doohickey. The what's it? The thing you wanted me to get from the place. Wink. <laughs> no, you... No, you haven't got that because I haven't given you the decoy yet. What decoy? You haven't told me that you're... The- you told me to get the thing, so I got the thing, and then people kept pestering me about getting the damn thing, so I just went and got it. No, I... <laughs> no, I brought you and Nat down to the cellar, and I said, I have a client who wants this particular necklace to be swapped out with the real one in the play, the opera that's going on. You know, the the magical necklace, and then we're going to put this uh, the the fake one in, so... No one would know that it was missing so that my client, my buyer, wouldn't have to worry about anyone knowing that the necklace... Please tell me you haven't well, got... Please, t- please. Why didn't Nat tell me that? <sighs> I don't fuck. I don't... I don't know what's I going on. I was looking around through. the basement or something. I don't know. There was stuff down there. It was exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes. <laughs> it's, my, it's where all my crime is. Well, yeah, I was looking at the boxes. <laughs> I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> my crime boxes. It's where I keep all of my... And the beer. Oh... Oh my god. Please tell me this is a bad dream. And on the same day that everything has happened with my lovely barman, who is now I'm going to have to try and explain in some way is no longer a half-elf, but is now a dragonborn. Um, that was today? Oh, it's been a long day, hasn't it? That was... It's been a long fucking day. It has indeed. Because I also have to do that without making people... You've been busy? Not yet. 
Not yet, but I will also like to remind you that one of your friends is wanted across the city for magic and I'm going to have to pretend that it's got nothing to do with my magically changing barman. So right now, I am up too far above my head trying to... Please tell me, can you, what have you got? Please, please don't let it be the necklace. Please don't let it be the necklace. If I did, would you want it? Or would you like me to throw it away? <laughs> I would not like would... you to throw it away. I would like you to show that me... That wouldn't in make fact, the problem go away? No, would not. In fact, would make the problem somehow worse, I think. Because I honestly... I think you're a very, very fun guy in some situations, but I think if you try and throw that away, it's going to end up under my fucking pillow or something. So why don't you come down with me to my crime basement? We'll have a little look at what you've got. We'll do a little think and we'll see if we can rectify. What time is it? I don't know. I don't have a watch. Do, we, do watches exist? Yeah, there's a watches. <laughs> We're in the future. Has watch technology come a long way? It used to be you could only use a sundial or whatever. Or maybe I just didn't have a watch. I don't know. I think you just didn't have a watch, mate. I mean, we don't do like... I, it, 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 it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, I just need to... Please tell me. Please tell me that uh, it's not the middle of the matinee right now. <laughs> I don't know. How long does the play last? Oh, my God. Right. Okay. Uh, basement. Let's... Can we basement real quick? Yeah, sure. So they'll, they'll go down to the basement uh, <laughs> and they are kind of like... It's hard to hear what they're saying over like the little squeak from the wheels of, of their chair, but they're kind of going, oh my fucking God, oh my fucking God. They lead you down to the um, the basement room. As you do walk in, you do kind of feel this like little, this little tingle because this room that's like a little back room is much like the one in the squeaky cheese lined with lead. Hmm. And as you walk into it, you are very aware that this room is like a magical dead zone to go into it until you're until you're in it. And so Jarrah closes the door behind you and they turn and they pull out the box that has the decoy necklace in it and they open it up and they look down at the necklace and they go, please tell me you've got a different necklace in your hands. No, I do have it. I was being fake. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting the idea that this wasn't what was meant to happen in your kind of visualisation of this whole scenario. No, my my um my dream scenario with this particularly high paying client was that they would get what they wanted, not the right. actual opposite. That's what I, I was imagining. I, I was imagining a success. What I've got here is not that is the thing that I'm a little bit concerned about. Because if and I will be candid with you here. If I don't get this payment in by close of business in four days time, because I will have to take it to the bank, I'm going to lose the cat. And I don't know where the three of you are going to be sleeping. I don't know where Findex is going to be sleeping. And frankly, I don't know where I'm going to be sleeping. Because this place, as I have mentioned many a times, has unfortunately been mortgaged so often it's practically worthless, except to everyone else who still wants a piece of it for crediting reasons so i couldn't even sell it if i wanted to because the debts on it are worth far more than it's actually worth because my fucking uncle was out there chasing your friend's tail for 24 years in the middle of nowhere somewhere so i'm not mad at you because i do understand <laughs> that that uh my explicit instructions four days ago might not have been clear enough or said as often as maybe they should have been in their entirety 
And I do get the feeling that, that maybe there's a bit of a rogue element here that was not two heads at the same time. So I would really be grateful well, if this could be fixed. I'm glad we can admit that we've all made mistakes here. Um, <laughs> we all definitely have made mistakes here. But I think we can do a little recovery, a little roll off the ground. You know what I mean? Where you fall down, you do like a little roll thing and it looks okay. Yep. What if I take the fake? Right. And then I get rid of it in a way that is conspicuous. What? Or I give it back to where I took it from and say I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Here is my scheme, not... Gerald. Gerald. I am going to go to the disreputable salesperson. Half, half, half. Halfers? Yes. And what I'll say is, I'll say, Hi, Halfers. I've stolen this thing. I believe it to be valuable. And Halfers will go, This isn't valuable. This is useless to me. And I'll go, What? Then I'll take the useless item, go back to the place where I stole it, and be like, I stole this from you, but I don't need it because it's worthless. <laughs> Goodbye, and then I'll leave. <laughs> I, I'm not a particularly academic halfling. I've got a little bit of business knowledge, clearly not enough. Got a little bit of a charm, personality, where I need to have it. Full of acumen. You know what? I can't imagine. I'm well. I'm not going to say that because I will jinx this. This is probably right now completely out of my grasp of fixing or doing anything with so all i need is uh for you to definitely not get rid of the magical proper one that is wanted oh no you can have that great good and uh it will be entirely useless as i said if uh if everyone thinks it's been it's missing so if you can find a way to get that fake one where it should be without arousing any suspicion on behalf of anyone who might be interested in not losing this incredibly important relic from Tundraska. What? Well, I'll owe you a drink. In the meantime, I think I'll go pack a suitcase and tell Findex that he should probably uh, consider new... I'll write him a nice reference letter. I'll start on that as well. I mean, you could still flog the, the, the nice one though, right? <laughs> it's a very niche item. And also, I would be making big enemies with the one person who wanted me to take it. Well, who is that? Oh, it's confidential, mate. I'm not going to tell you that. Well, I could go say hi. Uh, no. Nope. I'll be like, look, circumstances were a bit of a muddle. Nope. I, I, I'm going to just put a little break on that one. I will also tell you that they are not anywhere in the vicinity. It is an out-of-town buyer. Well, I could take the train. <laughs> right, but you would not be able to get there and back again with the cash by close of business in three business days. Is, is my thing, so that's not You gonna... said it was four. Was it? It is four, you're right. Still couldn't do it, I don't think. Do the bank accept swords? <laughs> what, is in like a... They could give you a loan. What, is in like a jewel over debt? No, is in like a lot of swords. No, I, I think it's cash only. <laughs> well, I mean, that's their problem, I guess. <laughs> well, not really their problem. They've been doing very well out of cash only for a long time. Why don't you stick with that first so They should plan? get to the swords market. I think it'd be lucrative. Uh, what? All right. Why don't you go with that first plan that you had and uh, see what you can do with Hathers and whoever apparently knows that you took the necklace and uh, I'll wait here and uh, I'll have a drink. See, see, the plan is here. 
they do think that the, the real necklace is missing, but they think the necklace was missing years ago. The necklace was never magical. Anyway, goodbye. They kind of like watch you go with this look of just deep sadness. It was never magical. <laughs> you know, um, it's been fake all along. That's the scheme. Oh, that's, that's the scam. You know, you know the um, what you say. <laughs> that's clearly going on in Jarrah's head as you leave. Uh, so you leave the laughing cat, and you have taken the fake necklace. But you, well, you've taken the fake necklace, but you've got the uh, you and you've left the real one with Jarrah. Yep, that's the plan. Oh, I should have done like Great. a bait and switch and taken. That would have been the ultimate like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next level play that would be some fucking oceans 12 shit and what i I, yeah. I take the real one back they assess that it's real and they're like oh it is real actually wow i can't believe you brought the real yeah. one back and then i break back in do the swap <laughs> after they've reassessed it and then i'm out again oceans 12 it wasn't fun till it went wrong just like oceans 12 <laughs> yeah i was gonna say this is the classic life where like you put something off so much that when you do it you do it wrong and you inevitably have to like do it again and i'm like wow this is too real now like <laughs> you have to just like keep doing it so do you have then the fake or the real because taro is dexterous enough to have swapped out again like jara has no magical ability Jarrah's not gonna know which one's which i don't know if i can play at that level <laughs> i don't know if i'm ready to, to to mess with that one i also don't know if taro cares enough I think Tara just wants to be done with this whole scam. It's gone boring again. Oh, but it kind of is fun. Oh, this is a tough one. This feels like a way to fuck everything up tremendously, whereas I could go damage control and just sort of manage the rot. Maybe I'll go damage control just this once. Oh, a bit of character development. Uh, episode 70 or 71. I don't know which one we're on anymore. There are many fires in the iron right now, and I should really make sure some of them cool off. Yeah, there's a lot of fires in this iron. So you head to Hafez with the fake necklace. I think at that point you do come across uh, Nat, who is carrying a wrapped bundle of, of swords. Well, you don't know. I mean, you. I think you can work out they're probably swords, but from what Nat's carrying, but not most people. Oh, hey, Nat. Oh, hi, Taro. <laughs> Nat, do you remember the scheme the, with, we got told to do? The one that we talked about about three hours ago that you were going to... Yeah, in yeah. what detail did you relay that scheme to me three hours ago? Uh, I think I just said, you need to you need to get the necklace. Okay, I did. Don't worry about the rest. It's all gonna be uh, fine. I need to talk to... Are you sure? Yeah. Hafez? Yeah, the, the, the steely man. Fence. Wait, did you... You replaced it with the... Ah, uh, well, see, there we have the crux of the problem. Ah, but it's okay. I, I have a scheme. You know what? I should have. I should have thought to remind you of that. It is what it is. I'm gonna hmm. act like a fool on purpose. There are things I could say here. Um, what? What? What is your plan? Just, just, just out of interest. My scheme is that I show up at Hafez with this very valuable item that is definitely very valuable and real, and I am convinced that it's extremely valuable. And I get to Hafez uh -huh. and he says, here, Hafez, I have this extremely valuable item that I'm trying to flog. Then Hafez says, no, you don't. That's not valuable item. It's actually a knockoff. And I go, what? And then I go back to the person I took it from, who we're on good terms with, and I know where they live. And then I go up there and I say, 
I took this, but I felt bad afterwards, actually. And I give it back. And then, right. if they try and chase up what happened to it, they'll talk to Hafez, who is notoriously unreliable. And Hafez will explain that I tried to flog it, and I thought it was a real thing. So, I don't think we should necessarily burn a Hafez. Why? What if they ask Hafez, and I say, well, I tried to flog it, but I failed. Maybe... So, you, you took it? Yes. Will, will anybody know that you've taken it yes. before you can get it back? Okay. They may not know I've taken it. I don't think I can make it back in time. I think someone will have noticed that it's missing. So, we've got a situation where a thing's been stolen. That's correct. And the blame's going to be hit on someone. That's correct. I've already got heat on me. Okay. How about I... Run through the upper circle again. Drop the necklace somewhere Ooh. as I escape from the guards. And then they'll think, oh, the thief was going to get away. Oh, what a scheme. Yeah, because that way you don't necessarily get blown. That's true. Someone did see me <laughs> teleport, but it might be an unrelated incident. I mean, it's just an idea. Feel free. I do like that I, I scheme. I haven't had now. the best luck in the last couple of days, so you'd be completely within your rights to, to, to shoot it down. You know what, Skit? You know what, Nat? I think we were in this job together. It's only right that you get to do half the scheming. Should I give it to you in public, or do you want to hide somewhere so I can pass it to you? No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> that's... Just give it to me. Wait. Wait out here a second. I just need to go see Hafez about these swords. All right. Oh, you flogging some swords? Yeah, yeah. And then I'll... I'll take the, the necklace from you. They don't take those at the bank, you know. I tried. <laughs> Wait, you tried to take those at the bank? No, I suggested to, to Jarrah that Jarrah take them to the bank. Jarrah wasn't having any of it. Apparently banks don't take swords anymore. Not like you used to. Things used to be better what? back then. You could you could <laughs> walk into any bank in, in the country with some swords and they'd take them. I... Not this country, obviously. Different one. No. Uh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Are you okay? A1. Which I assume means good. I somebody I heard someone say it while I was walking around. A1. A1. That's what they said. They said they said someone said, Are you okay? And they said A1. So I've decided that's the thing I say now. Because it's uh, it's local local parlance. So why don't we blend in with the locals? Hmm. I think you'll need more than that. <laughs> right. I'll wait out here. You go talk to Okay. The guy. I walk into half-asses. Oh, Sup, blood sugars. How are you today? Why did you answer me? I can't hear you. What are you doing? Wait, uh, okay, fine. You know, whatever makes you happy. Just just do that. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're having a good day. And just wanted to say, if your day is any better as a result of listening to all this bullshit, uh, feel free to review on whatever thing you want to review on. Also, thank you to all the people who've been tweeting and tumbling and 
I don't know if they have, but let's say TikToking about us. Send your Mortal Path TikToks in right now for an exclusive prize of one blood trigger point and our thanks. Speaking of thanks, thank you to Orion and his crew of transcribers for their lovely work on the transcripts. Also, thank you to Rachel Graff, who composed the Mortal Path theme tune, as well as some other pieces throughout the show. Thank you as well to our Patreon supporters, um, who have enabled us to pay for our hosting. Thank you all so much for your support. It really, it really does mean a lot. If you are not a Patreon subscriber, that's okay. There is a whole bunch on there which you can get for free just for following our Patreon account. There are a few things which are uh, locked, but most things become free after a month. We don't want to permanently paywall anything. So it's nice if you do that, but if you don't, hey, live your life. If you want to support us in a different way, you could try shopping for dice or game-related stuff from one of our affiliates, dndice.co.uk. They have a lovely and large selection of dice. You can use promo code MORTALDICE for 10% off at checkout. Alternatively, you can check out the secretcatshop.co.uk. The Secret Cat Shop has D&D class pins, as well as many other fantasy gaming and aesthetic accoutrements. For 10% off the Secret Cat Shop, use promo code THEMORTALPATH10, or one word. We hope you enjoy the rest of this episode, and have a better year than last year. Goodbye! Hafez's garden goods and Hafez is uh, still behind the counter because it's the same day and he looks up and he kind of squints and goes oh that was fast what are you here for again uh swords oh yeah you're gonna swap some oh yeah and you've got all the uh well if they have any paperwork you've brought that paperwork and if they don't have any paperwork you've uh you've brought them for me to have a look at did they have paperwork some of them did you would have grabbed it it's all in the same place yeah I've got one with paperwork and one without Okay, great. Oh. Uh, so you pop them out on on the table. Hafez mm-hmm. brings out this like comically large, um, definitely not meant for a for a for a halfling. You think it's actually probably meant for like a human or something. Um, but he gets in real close and he starts looking for like wait, wait, not one second. You never actually said what it was that was. Comically oh, I'm large. so sorry. So the like a jeweler's magnifying glass. It's just it. a thing. You were just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's thing. like a what is it's that? A looking <laughs> thing. So it's like a a jeweler's magnifying glass. Um, I don't know what they're actually ah. called. But he like leans in towards the swords and he's having a good old look at them. He looks over the papers. It's still kind of like he's using the magnifying glass. It's definitely making it harder to read. Uh, but he looks over the, the paperwork and he goes, Oh, these are Sindarian swords. Yes. Now, how have you come across a load of Sindarian swords? Well, you know, you walk around and sometimes you find things. Interesting, but you're not, uh, you're not part of the, uh, he raises his eyebrows, wiggles them a bit. 
you know, the oh, I nearly said the acronym for them, which is not what I wanted. Wow. Uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> nope. You're not uh, part of the, uh, you know, the old uh, singing skulls, are you? <laughs> I see why that acronym yep. would be a problem. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not like that. Uh, the old uh, bone whistlers, you know? <laughs> That's quite good, I like that. <laughs> uh, no, it just... There was an abandoned place somewhere, and uh, there was remain. Well, I think we had a, this discussion to an extent last time. Um, mm. Now that I'm saying it again, mm. there was remains of a person, and... He wasn't using these anymore. Right. And uh, that person whose remains... Well, it's just that I used to have a little uh, a little uh, side piece, one may say. A little uh, someone who I do a bit of dealing with. Who <laughs> dug... <laughs> Are you, are you sure? Hafez has said this completely seriously, but you, that he has <laughs> okay. used it's not got the meaning he thinks it has. Um, okay. I used to do a bit of a dealing while ago with someone who had some pretty nice connections with the uh, bone whistlers, and they uh, used to get me a whole bunch of nice stuff. And here you are rolling in, saying you found a stash, some remains of contact of mine who mysteriously went missing a while back and I'm starting to wonder if I'm not putting two and two together. You might well be putting two and two together. Uh, I would just make it very, very clear. I was not involved in this particular equation until right at the end. I'd be impressed if you were because you look very young and also this, I mean, my contact, my side piece disappeared about... Can't really remember a while ago. Now it all blends into one after 160 or so. Oh, I imagine it does. Listen, hey, I had a good look. I didn't find anything. Finders, keepers, little old loser, halfers, weepers. But I'm just saying, keep me in mind if you're looking to pass on anything that you might have come across. As I said, I don't think you actually have had anything to do with this because you left it a good bloody long time and also you'd have been a baby. And I would have been impressed at that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course I... I would. The body was very old. Um, okay. So, you can... Can you shift these? Wait, what kind of body? Because I, I, I thought he had gone to... I'd got a letter from him that he'd gone to Sundarian after his mother... I don't know who it was. I just found a body. Or was it a, a human man? Yeah, it was a human man. I will describe what I can of him. Uh, Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. Inside or outside of character. Do we know... We do know who the dead body was in character. Oh, yes. yeah. It's the son of Lady Belva. Now, the thing is, is that the son of Lady Belva, Belva, Belva is meant to be in Sundarian and mm -hmm. not dead. Hathes kind of like looks and he goes, well, I've either got a letter from a ghost or there's been some foul play afoot. So he kind of, he like looks you up and down. He gives a little nod, he looks at the sword. And he goes, all right, I, you wanted to uh, swap for some of those uh, more interesting pieces I had out back, didn't you? Uh, yes, if, if I could. All right, let's, uh, let's go have a little look. So he will lead you back through to his chest of wonders um, and he will show you this little like array of weapons. Uh, the ones that caught your attention last time was a pair of like hat pin dagger yep. like almost like a like i can't remember what they're called there is a word for it they're in naruto they're like the long like like stiletto dagger yeah 
they're more like pins, but like really long, long pins that you throw. They're almost like acupuncture needles, but like deadly, not therapeutic. Oh, those things from Naruto. Yeah, they're in Naruto. They're in Naruto. They're not kunai and they're not shuriken. Yeah, but I can't remember what they're called because they're not, only like two people use them. Yeah. They're not as cool. Anyway, um, but. Does the ice person use them? Haku? Yes, exactly. Haku uses them. Um, So, but those are the two that really caught your attention uh, because they are, they do look kind of Nerium-esque. I'll take those. Uh, Wait, was there anything else? Um, there is a, there's a small kind of shield that looks like it's kind of, it would be more, again, it's more like a halfling sized. It seems that like, probably for his own, like, interest, he tends to pick up things that are more halfling sized than than bigger sizes. But as you're kind of looking over, he goes, oh, that one, it does grow to fit whoever is using it. Pretty nifty. Oh, does it have any other properties? Uh, I mean, it is magical. Uh, I I did attempt an experiment with an automatic sh- like crossbow, but my aim was off with the shield and it did go through my foot. So I, I didn't experiment further. I think Ooh. you have to actually know how to use a shield in order to use it. Yes, I, I'll take that as well then. And uh... All right, well, that is your credit up, I'm afraid, if you want the pins and the uh, shield for those two swords. That's fine. Um, If I were to bring by more... How many fucking swords did he have? Oh, a few. Um, would you be able to set up um, a um, a line of pecuniary advantage, let's say? I could, but I do have to warn you about oversaturating markets and also suspiciousnesses. So I can, but it will be at a slow and steady rate. That's fine. How about books like this one? I don't know how much of this you want to roleplay, but I'd basically go through... <laughs> Like the books, the spices, the the silk. Okay, yeah. So he won't take the silks and he won't take the spices, um, okay. but he will take the the swords and the books, basically. Okay, uh, I'll bring it back once I've read it. He like nods and he goes, "All right, I can respect that. Right, I'll see you in on after you finish that book, then." Cool. And I will remind listeners that these are like really good first edition type, like very rare books. They're not just like charity shop three for a quid book, you know. <laughs> They are good books. So you come back outside. Taro is still waiting there. Taro, could you take these? These are venarium. I, I don't want to take... Oh, these are sharp. Uh, yeah, be careful. Be careful. I don't want to like stick my hand with one of these. That'd be embarrassing. Um, and then take this shield as well. And this and a bag with other things. I'm going to keep the Alice wheel and my sword. Because okay. I never want to be away from those. But give everything else over to Tara and say, right, you take these to the cat. I'll take this fake necklace and I'll I'll give this my best shot. All right. Good luck. Great. In this interim, Narian, what have you been doing? Yeah, time for Narian to play after an hour. <laughs> oh, for the whole thing? Oh. Okay. That's okay. I'll I'll just press record now. Well, like, it yeah, could be cool. worse. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, maybe we got lucky there. <laughs> I always have it slightly to the side so that I can mm-hmm. see the thing going in the corner and I suddenly glanced up and went, oh, I wonder why the thing's not going in the corner and it's because I wasn't recording. So it's a good fucking job I didn't do anything yet. So we're back in the moment. Now that you are recording, uh, yes. what is it that you have been doing? Fuck. Um, <laughs> I have been... Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to go and see Delira, uh, Delinda. Um until six o'clock so i would probably have just headed home to the laughing cat 
Okay. Um, I, I think that as you are leaving um, Hopewell, not Hopewell, as you're leaving the upper circle to go back to the Laughing Cat, you, you do in Hopewell general come across Nat who is now heading toward Hopewell. So I think there's a second comedic little cross. Oh, cool. This is a big Nat episode. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, we like this. Nat's face kind of goes white when she sees Miriam. <laughs> what? Nat, you all right? You look like you've seen a ghost. Um, it's a, it's a long story. Um, there's something, there's something I need to tell you that I found. Ah, I kind of, I need to, thing is. <laughs> Come on, Nat, spit it out. I know where Melvin is. I think it's Melvin. It, it looks like what you've described. He, he looked like similar to Jara. Darker hair. Yeah, kind of tousled? Is that what you said? Curled? Yeah, sort of curly, tousled. Tussled hair. Where have you seen him? I think he's in one of Elden Zugai's diamond mines in Stella. What? How do you... How... I had a vision from my patrons, the the gods. Like, not a thing that is a possibility that's going to happen in the future? No, Like a thing that's happening now? It seemed contemporaneous. And I... Just, yeah, he might be in some... Um, light danger. <laughs> light danger. Mild peril. Mild peril. <laughs> Parental guidance advised. Um, right. Silly bugger. Okay, I didn't think that's what would happen. Okay. I'm, right, I'm heading back to the cat. Are you coming? Uh, I need to fix something. Um, first. Oh, I really wouldn't go back and see, um... No, 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 no. Lady... Yeah, she's... Yeah, we need to let her calm down for a bit, uh, I think. Uh, you know, Taro was meant to... Well, I'm not sure we even told you this part of the plan. That might be why you got it confused. Um, Taro was supposed to take the necklace from the opera and swap it with a replica. Oh, no, you told me about this the other day, didn't you? Uh, well, yeah. it was earlier this morning. Um... <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. It's been a long day. That so tracks. Yeah. yeah. Feels like weeks. And he just took the necklace but didn't replace it with the replica. So now I'm oh. going to um, be a magic criminal and get, not caught, but chased and sort of let the necklace go. And Why? Why would you not just leave the necklace somewhere where it will be found and no one will know who took it? I, it needs to look believable. I don't think there needs to be a face attached to this. I... I do because this is a very valuable necklace. They're gonna have to. We need to sell the story. Well, why don't we write a lovely note that says, "Didn't realise how valuable it was. <laughs> Sorry," and leave it at a temple. Have you been speaking to Taro? On a shrine or something. My poem is better than that. Come on, I'm not here. <laughs> well, no, I'm serious. Like, like you, you suffered a fit of remorse after stealing it, and you went to a temple and you dropped it on the shrine, and you put a little note saying. Please make my dying wife well again. And then you walk away and they go, oh, what the fuck's this necklace doing there? Oh, it's the one that got stolen. I could take it to the sanatorium. Sanatorium. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Added to which, don't we have like means of disguising ourselves magically? So no, it, it could be a face that like was computer generated. Not that that's a thing that exists. <laughs> I don't think we need to attach our faces to this. I'm just trying to sell it as a... Nah, here's a suggestion. You stand in front of me, I'll do a disguised self, I'll make myself look like somebody that doesn't exist, and then I'll go and drop it off at the sanatorium and say it's a donation. The bloody law enforcement can work out what happened. 
Yeah, so that's their business. Yeah, that sounds like a them problem. Can we, like, put a message on it? Get a, a, a piece of paper and, a, and like, put something on that says, um, shame on you, hoarding wealth, give back to the poor. That's good. I like the political Ooh. spin. I'm not there. And then... I think that suggests that um, it was stolen. Well, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Just like a big herring paella. <laughs> big herring paella. <laughs> I'm not sure in what way. It, you know, a voice in my... I just suddenly thought it was like a big herring paella, and I don't even know what that means. Um, sure. Now, if you think that's a better idea. Uh, you know what, Nerium? I, d- I haven't been thinking straight for the last day. I'll trust your judgment on this. Well, all right. Stand in front of me. Yep. Uh, I will hide behind that and I will use um, Disguise Self. Okay. Uh, which is one of my purple drop spells, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is, actually. That's a very good point. The things I do for you, guys. Yeah, I think you're going to need to make me a roll Okay. to Disguise Self. What would you normally roll? Uh, Guile would be my yeah. spellcaster. And what's your modifier to Guile? Uh, I think it's two. You are also trying to do this in the middle of the street in Hopeful General. I mean, I assume you've gone to like a corner, like mm. an alleyway I'm type thing. I'm literally hiding behind that because I am being concealed. This is also taking into account that you're trying to cast a spell without being seen because it's still relatively busy. It's like three in the afternoon and it's like a bustling city um it's also a purple drop spell and you have used the purple drop a whole bunch and that's not going so well so you're actually going to be rolling this uh at a disadvantage well not a disadvantage but like i think you're going to be taking a minus on this one um i would say of like i'd say probably a minus two because you are who are you trying to look like just like a randomly generated I am trying to look like a randomly generated um extremely pale skinned very blonde young halfling okay all right and did you already roll yes 17 that's so that's actually a 15 which is still a success so oh nice you turn into this uh half elf this pale half elf no no halfling Halfling. i'm not gonna get away with half elf i'm not even three feet tall so now you look like a a halfling a different halfling a different halfling yeah (laughs) um and i get take the necklace and Mm -hmm. i go scampering off to the sanatorium okay. um, having whipped a pen and paper out of Nat's backpack and got her to mm-hmm. do her nice handwriting reasonably well disguised <laughs> saying okay. point of order Nat doesn't have a backpack because Nat gave everything to me that, that yep. is Nat gave true. everything to you Nat are you telling me you don't travel with pen and ink usually but I just gave it to Taro fine <laughs> then <laughs> do you have your own Plan A. Do, do you not travel with pen and ink? No, I have a sewing <laughs> kit and I used to have knives. Can you just in, embroider like, a embroider sentence? the message? <laughs> I'm quick, but I'm not that fucking quick. Um, I will nip to the sanatorium, being as sneaky and stealthy as I can be, which has historically been pretty sneaky and stealthy. So on the way, who are you hiding from on the way to the sanatorium? I'm just trying to be inconspicuous. Okay, all right. You are generally inconspicuous, so that's fine. I am generally pretty inconspicuous, yes. Um, and I go to the sanatorium and I find the big shrine to the... Because um, it was always a shrine to the sun and the moons, the two suns and the moons. Mm-hmm. Because it was originally, when we were doing this in D&D, it was a Coralon yep. healing power yep. thing. Oh, I'm sure yep. everyone remembers the description from Goblin Grove. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> as you walk in to it, um, it's, like I said, half two, three in the afternoon, heaving, packed. Heaving, packed. Great, cool. I find somewhere where people are laying valuable uh, offerings and donations and lighting candles and stuff. Okay. And I would like to, sleight of hand, not that we roll that anymore, put it down on the steps near the most high-value item I can find. Okay, well, as you are approaching this uh, this place where you lay down valuables, um, as you kind of get closer, one of the attendants of the, um, the, the temple steps up and they go, Oh, hello, yes, are you here to leave an offering? I am, Because yes. all offerings are registered. Because you can't just dump stuff. It, maybe it's changed in 24 years, but it seems like they are noting what is being left here. Yes, I am. I would like to um, lay a donation. Oh, and is it your is it your first time here at the temple? Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a you're a believer? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Deeply held conviction. <laughs> Great. And so then you you have your your prayer strip. <laughs> I, I've got it committed to memory. My mother taught me. <laughs> no, I, but no, but I, I mean your your actual physical prayer strip for after the donation when we take you through for your blessings. Oh, uh, uh, please forgive me. A thousand pardons. Uh, I my mother's knowledge may have been slightly out of date. What are you on about? <laughs> but when you when you register at the temple, yes. right, and you you, that. you join the beloved flock you get your prayer strip and that is your think of it as your key to salvation great i'm all about that um <laughs> back in my village there was a bit less red tape oh well if you follow me i'll take you through it will get you nice and registered okay love to do that fantastic thank you so this very <laughs> kindly temple uh, this this old uh furbolg um who is towering over oh, you God, enormous. <laughs> and you're okay. like up to like this furbolg's knee and he's just got this beautiful warm smile believing everything he says he leads you over to this part of the sanatorium because you're a worshipper of shah i don't yeah. think you've ever been here actually in this <laughs> temple part no i thought you said a quick prayer and fucked not off. like shah sadly not that's really. what you do with shah this is yeah. the opposite of shah you get the feeling <laughs> this is kind of why shah is such a thing in hopewell <clears throat> i don't know why i'm still doing the voice i have clearly made excellent decisions here we, 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 look, we all we all every episode make great decisions and it always works <laughs> out for us it's wonderful we are the good Everyone choices time. club i love it exactly so this this kindly uh, uh temple register um, at a fucking temple you <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah he takes you over uh to this like it's like a little booth type thing there's like little red curtains it's not quite like a confessional it's like bigger than that um okay. and there's like this lattice work so the sun is pouring in um and he sits down and he goes take a seat here right here and gestures to a to a chair <laughs> I, I hop up onto it because I'm privileged to bet it's not halfling size. One moment, just before you continue, mm -hmm. you need to read these terms and conditions. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, you need to be starts, careful here. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. He starts pulling out this paperwork. interesting. I mean, do you need a new god? Your old one isn't working out so great. You could pick up a new one here. Easy. Yeah. I mean, he says, so as your, I'm sure your mother will have told you, there are many benefits to being one of the flock for the sanatorium. Not 
just that you are, of course, blessed and beloved, but you do get access to the baths before the general crowds. Isn't that wonderful? So, here we are. I'll take a few details. May I have, please, your name? Um, yes, of course. Uh, my name is Naruto Baggins. <laughs> Naruto Baggins. That's just wonderful. I, I couldn't think of two things that would be better than names. I named you after two of the bravest men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Naruto Baggins on my thing. Okay. Um, and if you don't, if you don't mind me asking, uh, were you born in Hopewell? Um, no, I was born uh, far from here. Oh, I see. And uh, you, you, you live in Hopewell now, though. I am about a simple pilgrim who is here not for a very long time. Oh, well, I am sorry to hear that. Hopewell is a wonderful city. It's very, very beautiful, and our sanatoriums. Of course, Coraloran is worshipped throughout the land, but I think you'll find that the uh, sanatorium here is most in his image. So, uh, do you, you, but you will have, where are you staying currently? I forget the name. (laughs) It had a picture of a dog on the sign and it looked unhappy. Oh, (laughs) at the crying dog? That's probably it. I can't read. (laughs) Oh. Well, that's all right. I'll read these terms and conditions out to you. Oh, great. He starts to, like, shuffle some of the papers. and This is such unnecessary meanness. (laughs) He starts to read out this, like, uh, the purpose of the temple, which is all about bringing light and healing and helping the... (laughs) Yeah. And it's like I would like to make a slight of hand check to hide my yawns. Yeah, please Uh... do. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. It could go badly. Well, good. Uh, so he starts reading out these terms and conditions. He starts reading out all about the temple. There's a little bit of like the the um, the benefits that you get that include access to the the baths and various other types of treatments. You can get acupuncture. You can get nice massages, type thing. You are invited to several lectures and a potluck every second Sunday of the month. Um, and. <laughs> All of these, all of these, these benefits that he goes through. Um, and now, uh, if I know that you said that you, you can't read, but would you sign uh, an X and your, your thumbprint here? Yes, absolutely. Great. Sign the X. I sign with a big X and then I smudge my thumbprint. Oh, you smudge it? He goes, oh, oh, well, a little careful. We do need it to be a little clearer. <laughs> Did you disguise your thumbprints? I smudge it again. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm so clumsy. It's all right. I'll help you. And he like reaches out to gently take between his huge, huge fingers of his big hand your tiny little thumb to very delicately. Are you going to try and like smudge again? Yeah. Okay, make me a roll. What are you going to roll to try and roll smudge? Roll to smudge. It? <laughs> roll to smudge, Nary. Roll to smudge. Am I allowed to add my dexterity? Because I think it's a nimble if it's yeah. any you kind of physical roll. You vibrate your hand really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a 13. 13, which is a mixed success. It smudges. Yeah, it smudges. Oh, yeah, uh, it does. It does indeed smudge. And as you are smudging it, and he kind of like sits back and he goes, Oh, well. Uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'll I'm just so get... sorry. I'm a bit nervous. I think I'm shaking. 
oh, well, don't be nervous. You see what this also opens. And he starts going into how the prayer strip and the, the membership here actually oh, opens all of the other temples across Maryland. <laughs> and you act, it's like this big, like, David Lloyd gym It's a fucking pyramid membership. scheme. What the? It's more like a gym membership or a health leisure center membership type thing. <laughs> um, God. And as he is kind of explaining this, he does get to a point where he says... Um, he, where he basically says that the reason that you are getting this is because you are making a donation. And so you are accessing yes. these benefits via having made a donation. Um, but yes. as he says that, you kind of like, you're glancing around at this point and a couple of guards from the upper the upper circle come in and they pull aside like a little bit roughly, surprisingly roughly, one of the other temple goers. And they start speaking in these low hushed tones. And you see one of them kind of like gesture round their neck oh fuck's sake 